just make note of the fact that, oh, I don't preach as much, and so I don't have a cool graphic for my sermons. And then, as I was standing there, I just realized, I don't have a title for my sermon, so (laughs) you can tell I don't do this that often. Um, I, my connection to Renew, um, I've been coming here since May, and as some of you know, um, the way that I started coming here uh, is completely attributed to Google Maps. I I moved here in September and was visiting churches, was looking for a place um, to call my church home, um, didn't find something, and then I put it on hold for a while, uh, and May came around, and I was like, I really need to find, you know, some place to call home before the summer comes around. So I opened up Google Maps, typed in churches within two miles of my home, and and just looked at the list, uh, and Renew was the first one that I visited. Um, and when I walked through those doors that first week, I felt um, something that I hadn't felt visiting a church before. Uh, Sherry was one of the people that was a greeting, and you, some of you, most of you know Sherry and know her personality, but um, she welcomed me and started talking to me, and I just instantly felt like I was at home, like I was, like I was part of this community. I hadn't met any of the rest of the community yet. Uh, and I can't tell you how important that is um, in a church family. And then I met other people, um, mainly Brandon, we're greeting too, and we chatted. And um, it didn't take long before I knew that I didn't need to visit any other churches. Um, I knew that this was a place because I felt wanted here. I felt really wanted, um, and I didn't feel like a stranger. And that's something really, really special. So thank you all for that. Um, The passage that we read is part of a letter that was written to the church in Thessalonica by Paul. Um, Paul had established that church, and he had since left and been away for a little while. Um, But Timothy, who partnered with Paul, had gone back to the church, seen what was going on, and brought word back to Paul about how they were doing. Um, And the word was good. It was that they were thriving, that they were doing well. Paul's address to the readers of this, um, from Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the Thessalonians church that is in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to all of you. It's a pretty typical opening to a letter um, for Paul, if you've read his other letters that are that are part of the Bible, um, but also just in that time period. That's just how they address letters. Say who it's from, say who it's to, you know, you greet them. Um, in, in, the, in the church, you, you send grace or peace, mercy, something like that. Um, but one thing that we need to note about even just this first verse of the letter is that the emphasis that is placed is on the church. In other letters, other places, you know, Paul talks a little bit more about himself, who he is, who he's with in that intro- introduction. This time he's just like, this is who it's from? Church. This is who it's to, is the church. Um, and he's, he knows that he needs to remind them of their identity, that, that they're the best. The Thessalonians church is in God the Father, in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's their identity as a church. And it's so important, and he knows it, and he, he knows that they need to know that. So right at the beginning, um, he, he defines who they are by who they are in Christ. Um, as he goes on, Paul continues in his encouragement of the believers. So I'm going to just reread a few of these verses for you. We always thank God for you when we mention you constantly in our prayers. This is because we remember your work that comes from faith, your effort that comes from love, and your perseverance that comes from hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of God, our God and Father. Brothers and sisters, you are loved by God, and we know that he has chosen you. 
We know this because our good news didn't come to you just in speech, but with power and the Holy Spirit and with deep conviction. You know as well as we do what kind of people you were when you were with us, when we were with you, which was for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord when you accepted the message that came from the Holy Spirit with joy in spite of great suffering. So Paul continues in encouragement. That's the name of the game right now, is encouragement of the believers. Uh, And that's what I want to do this morning. I want to encourage you to encourage us as a church, um, as a family here at Renew, and as a Christian family, for those of us who don't go to Renew. That's my aunt and uncle in the back, by the way. Um, I, I thank God for Renew Covenant Church. Um, and Paul's expression of thanksgiving in, in these next verses resonates deeply with me because that's how I feel about us, about you. Um, I thank God for all of you. And he writes thanking them because of their work that comes from faith and their effort that comes from love and their perseverance that comes from hope in the Lord Jesus. Um, the wording in the in other translations, um, like the NRSV and the ESV, is the work of faith and the labor of love and the steadfastness of hope. I love that word. I love steadfastness of hope. Um, a few weeks ago, when Pastor Dave was talking about what our witness looks like as Christians, um, that was what he zeroed in on, was that we have a hope that not everybody has because of Christ, because of the gospel. So important. But these three things that uh, Paul talks about, love, uh, faith, love, and hope, are, are fairly common. Um, in the New Testament, in his letters, he talks about these things as being important parts of the Christian walk um, and the Christian life. But right here, he expands on them. He expands on them with the work and the effort and the perseverance, steadfastness. Um, the NIV says endurance inspired by hope. He, he's highlighting the, the vital and active character of these things, of the love that we have and that we're supposed to share. It's not, it's not something that we simply have and it's just there and that's it. But it's something that's active, something, something moving, something working in us and then working through us. Um, not only is Paul thankful for these believers, just for the fact that they're believing and that they're part of the church, but... He knows, um, he knows how important it is that they're built up in their faith um, so that they can shine like a light in the world around them. And that's what we need to do, too. We need to be continually strengthening what's already been saved. We're saved, but we need to continue being strengthened in that as a church um, together so that we have a firm foundation, foundation to witness to the people around us. Um, Paul knew that, uh, that love, the love that we've been given and the love that we show is not just a feeling. It's not just um, a certain affinity for people or for things. Um, he knew that love was a total disposition of the heart that required um, dedication, that required deliberate choices, um, determined effort. And just as uh, Pastor Dave mentioned a few weeks ago, to love as Christ loves is to lay down our lives for the benefit of others. And that starts here. That starts in this church. Laying down our lives for the benefit of our brothers and sisters in Christ so that then we can better lay down our lives for others who are, who are outside these walls, outside this community, whether we're bringing them in or simply engaging with them. Um, when I was 
thinking through this message, I just constantly kept going back to the old hymn, They'll Know We Are Christians, Fire Love Anyone. Do people know that song? We sing it all the time as a kid, it just doesn't get sung anymore. Um, I love the words, I don't love the melody, so maybe that's part of it. Uh, but, but the part that's repeated in that song is, they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. They will know we are Christians by our love. Uh, over and over and over, that song sings it. And the other words in the song are pretty, they're powerful too, the words of, of the verses. Um, we are one in the Spirit, we are one in the Lord. And we pray that our unity might one day be restored. We will work with each other. We will work side by side and will guard each one's dignity and save each one's pride. We will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. And together we'll spread the news that God is in our land. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. And how beautiful is that? To talk about what we're going to do together. Can you imagine if you, if we were a community that was known for walking hand in hand, for working side by side, for, for guarding people's dignity and being unified, and then out of all of that, we spread the news that God is here, and nobody can refute it because we're walking hand in hand, and we're working side by side, and we're loving each other. It's powerful. And the love that we can love each other with is because God first loves us. He, provide, he provides faith for today and bright hope for tomorrow. So hear this. We are loved and chosen by God. You are loved and chosen by God. By the God of the universe. Of the universe. Like, we can't fathom how big God is and he loves us and he chose us. Every single one of us. And he brought us together in this place because of his love. Hopefully that sparks a desire in you <laughs> uh, to exemplify that truth to other people. Uh, we've received the good news of the gospel, and it's powerful. So just as Paul writes to remind the Thessalonians uh, that our good news didn't come to you just in speech, but with power and the Holy Spirit and with deep conviction, we need to be reminded that this same good news has come to us with the same power and the same Holy Spirit, just like it did then. It's here with us now. Uh, and as we've accepted this message with joy, um, we can live by faith, love, and hope. Um, in this series about witnessing, um, we've been reminded that our witness as Christians is marked by the way that we respond to the gospel. Um, we're sent by Christ. We're given the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, to spread the good news. And each of us are living and acting um, like the man who cared for the Samaritan who was on the side of the road, um, working to ask ourselves more, what would happen to him if I don't help instead of what will happen to me um, if I do? But these things that are so important to how we live as Christians and so important to our witness outside the church are things that we cannot do by ourselves. We can't. It's not possible. It's not possible to be an individual alone, isolated, and to be the witness that we're supposed to be. We can't do it. We must be reminding each other of the hope that we have in Christ. We must be supporting each other as we carry out our lives as sent people, sent out not one by one, but in community, 
with each other. We must be encouraging each other in our quest to be good neighbors. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I am not capable of speaking gospel truth to myself all the time. I simply cannot. Uh, I have thought long and hard about this, had many conversations with friends, um, and it's just, it's just hard. It's hard in situations when there are other things on my mind, other things on my plate, other things going on to preach the gospel to myself. I get distracted, I get discouraged, I get self-absorbed, I get um, apathetic in my comfortable life. I need people around me, I need you all to validate who I am in Christ, to remind me of what God is doing in my own life, to not let me settle for comfortable and apathetic faith. I need you. Um, this church has witnessed to me since the first day I walked through that door and was embraced right away. That was witness in my life. Um, I was witnessed by this preaching opportunity. Uh, when Pastor Dave got a hold of me and said, hey, would you be interested in preaching? Um, at first I was like, oh yeah, this is great. I'm in seminary, so I'm kind of ready for this. And I've like preached once or twice before and I like it, so yeah, absolutely, this is going to be great. And then after I sent the email and told if I would, I was like, transforming power and the hope that it nurtures. So as we respond in faith, 
we create the space, we create, we open ourselves up to opportunities um, for God's love to transform a broken and hurting world. Um, and when we talk, we've talked about this um, for three weeks now, and Dave said it so well, um, we embody Christ and carry his beauty into the world. That's our witness. So what would you say? As a church, are we marked by faith, love, and hope? What would others say about us? What do they say about us, about Renew, when they visit or when they hear, when they interact with us, and then find out that we're part of this church? Does our acceptance of the gospel message result in our imitation of Christ? As I shared at the beginning, um, the way that Renew welcomed me as an outsider, um, as a stranger, with Christ-like love was so crucial to me in, in wanting to be involved, wanting to call this my home. It showed me that there was something here that I didn't want to be without. Um, thank you for that. Because in a small church, it's really easy to just stick with our people and to stick with the relationships that we have and that we know. And you get to know each other really well because it's a small church. And it's easy to, to build each other up, but then stop there. And to build each other up at the cost of not reaching out. But that isn't the direction that our faith should take us. Uh, later in, in the same letter to the Thessalonians, uh, chapter 3, verse 12, Paul says, May the Lord cause you to increase and enrich your love for each other and for everyone in the same way as we also love you. May the love cause your hearts to be strengthened, to be blameless in holiness before our God and Father, when our Lord Jesus comes with all his people. Amen. Like I've been saying, it's vital to love one another, and to witness to one another, but not limited to that. We need to increase in our love for everyone, for all people. In chapter 1, back in chapter 1, um, as it says in verse 8, the message about the Lord rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but in every place. The news about your faithfulness to God has spread so that we don't even need to mention it. We want the message of the Lord to ring out from us, to resonate in all directions. changed people. They, they went from idolatry to Christ. And people could tell. People could tell the difference. People knew what they were about. The message rang out in every place. Does our message ring out in every place? Do people look at us and say, that's different. There's something different about those people. I think we are, I certainly do think that we're, we're seeking to be known by faith and love and hope. Um, so let's continue to do so. Let's continue to be known for that, to seek those things. Let's not lean in our pursuit of that. Let's invest well in each other so that we can invest well in the world, so that we can be a witness to the powerful gospel that we know. Let's stay motivated by truth, the truth that a living God has chosen us and loved us 
that his son is our savior and our rescuer. And as we do those things, let's allow ourselves to reflect that to the people that we interact with. Reflect that peace and that joy that comes from knowing Christ. As most of you know, next week is fall kickoff for us. If you didn't know, I do. Doesn't really matter for some of you. Uh, but if you're not um, familiar, the concept of a fall kickoff in the church um, is similar to the kickoff of a school year. It's when new things are started, programs, sermons. Um, it, the pace of life shifts sort of from, from what summer was into fall. Um, it's just sort of a, a shift out of summer mode. Um, and, and while this doesn't mean that in the fall we should be more focused on witnessing than every other time of year, um, it's an opportunity for us to, to cultivate enthusiasm for that, to um, be even more intentional about reaching out and inviting in. We want our witness as a community to express an open and loving invitation to the people we interact with. We want this uh, to tell people by the way we live, come in. I love what we have. You'll love what we have. It's wonderful. Come experience this with me. It's more than just an added dose of kindness. It's more than just being nicer to people. It's, it's living in a way that people cannot deny that something's different about you. And not even just that they think you're different, but that they want what you have. And not only that they see how you live and want what you have, but you are reaching out to them saying, you can have it. Come with me. Join us. Try it out. I'll love you even if you don't, but it's awesome. So maybe you should try. Uh, why wouldn't we want to bring people into this place? I don't know. When we imitate Christ as a church family, we, come, we become an example to the people around us and to everyone that we interact with. While I was reading and studying, um, getting ready for the sermon, I came across a description of the word example from verse 7. Uh, as a result, you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. And I explained that the Greek word, the Greek word that's translated as example um, is called typos. And it doesn't just mean something to be copied. So a lot of times I think of an example and we're like, that person's an example. I want to, you know, be a copy of that. I want to be like that. But the depth of the meaning of this word is more like something that's a mold or a form and that can then be used as a stamp to seal something. So it's not just a copy. It's put an imprint that we are given the power to make on people's lives. Anytime we interact with somebody, Christ in us, the Holy Spirit that we've been filled with puts an imprint on that person. We can do that. We've been given that power because of who Christ is. The Holy Spirit impacts people that we interact with. Um, there's a study uh, that the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association did. I don't remember when. Um, I don't have like a site 
foresighted for this, so I just heard this, but, and it makes sense to me, so I'm just going to go with it. But they did a study about um, people who, who come to the Christian faith, and the study ultimately um, decided, determined that about 100 people influence one person's coming coming to the Christian faith. So, I mean, part of it is, is yes, us as a, as a church and the people that come in here and the people that we, you know, can bring in and love, love into relationship with Christ. But part of it is just the people that we interact with. Because this one person who came to Christian faith, it wasn't just the church he ended up in that helped him get to that point. It was the Christian clerk at the store who was kind on his bad day. And it was his co-worker who acted with integrity all the time and attributed it to his faith in Christ. It's all these people. It's all of us living our faith, responding to the gospel and imprinting Christ on people's lives. As we prepare to sort of dive into all that fall brings and all of the changes that are happening, um, what if faith, love, and hope were on the forefront of our minds and all that we're doing? Influencing everything we do, spurring us into action, building us up, and inspiring us to reach out and invite people in to this place, to this community, into relationship with Jesus Christ. And what if the community that we welcome them into was marked by the character of Christ, committed to loving each other so that we're strengthened to witness to the world? Let's pray. God, you are so good to us. You have given us faith. You have shown us love. You provided hope. We recognize that today, and Lord, we pray for your help being reminded of that. Help us to remind each other of who we are in you, of the wonderful good news that we've been given, that we've accepted. And God, let us do that so that we can then shine as a light to those around us. Let us do that in your power, Lord, your strength by the Holy Spirit. Help us to live in communion with you and communion with each other in a way that makes people wonder, that makes people to desire. And Lord, help us to be courageous 